I'm Lauren. This is Mike. And this is Marriage is a Scream. We are actually talking to Rob Phoenix. Rob? Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> that was a fast introduction. You can say, hey, hey, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is going to talk to us about Pow Wow. Most of you should know about Pow Wow from our first episode on Ray Myers Hollow. And a lot of people had questions for Rob about Pow Wows. And so we decided to have an episode talking to rob the cool thing about this is we were able to have rob he's he's dialed in with us it'd be it'd be awesome if he was like sitting close to us we just kind of found out he's probably about 40 minutes away so it might be <laughs> some follow-up episode at another time but so rob i guess she's gonna kick it off and ask you to uh, just fill us in a little bit about how you got started with this what brought you into this world and, and, and share with us some of your experiences okay um so when I was a teenager, I had heard of powwow and I got interested in folk magic, you know, and I just kind of spent my life studying it and practicing different forms of folk magic. And I'm, I'm almost 50 years old now, so it's been kind of a long you know, journey. But what's fascinating to me about powwow is that it is a Christian system of folk magic, faith healing, and it, it ties into the culture that my family comes from, which is the Pennsylvania German culture. So it, it goes in line with my religious beliefs. It goes in line with the teachings of our church. And as a matter of fact, there are many people in my church who have either been powwowed, heard of a powwow, knew a powwow, or practiced powwow. So it's just very much a part of the culture that I was raised in. And it, for me, it's a way of bringing my beliefs in God into the world. It's like, it, it's like a calling in a way, like God has called me to bring these healing practices and these you know these other folk magic practices into the world for people who still kind of adhere to the old way of doing things and who maybe don't have as much faith in modern medicine or maybe it's just not it's not satisfying them in every way that they need it to so they turn to a powwow there's still a large a large percentage of our population that understands that there are practicing witches in the world and that's you know that's just a fact you can google that there are many 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 people who claim to be witches in this day and age and not all of them have your best interest you know in mind so there are a lot of people who come to me that believe they have been cursed you know or have some sort of like negative kind of magic on them so the work of a powwow is to remove that create charms or whatever to help the people feel protected from that and be able to move on with their lives so powwow is pr very much part of our culture it's very much a part of the uh, the uh the mindset of the pennsylvania german community and it's also it's part of our religious beliefs so i think it's very i feel very lucky that i've been able to carry on this tradition and it's nice i you know i a lot of people do contact me and uh, for various reasons and sometimes they say what i do doesn't work and that's okay. You know, it's it's okay. A power understands that the, we just try for people. We do what we do, but it's ultimately up to God to affect the healing or the curse removal or whatever. But we still do the work. And, you know, if it works for you, that's wonderful. You know, all praise and glory go to God. And if it doesn't work, you know, all we can say is maybe that was not the right choice. Maybe you didn't need us. Maybe you needed something else. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of who I am, what I do for, you know, in the, the real world, I'm married, we have a son, we own a home, we have dog rescue, you know, so we have all these dogs living in our house on our couch. And uh, 
<laughs> I'm also an accountant yeah. for the government. So, I mean, I'm very much in tune with both worlds, I guess you could say, the mundane and the kind of mystical. You know, it's really interesting as you talk about it. So I was raised in a fundamental church. And, you know, it, it, it really didn't go that direction. But I, I was doing a little bit of research about powwow. And I see how, you know, it, it is very tied into Christianity, which I found pretty interesting. And now that we're living here in, in Lancaster, <clears throat> it's... uh. It's a very, very Amish community, Pennsylvania, Dutch, Pennsylvania, German community. I mean, I grew up in Western PA, and we thought we had Amish. That's nothing compared to out here. Right. Um, and, and, and not saying that, you know, powwow is Pennsylvania Amish, but that's a question I have. So is, is, it, is, it, is it Amish? Is it Mennonite? Is it somewhere in between? Is it wh – wh where is that fall? Well, it's interesting because there is a difference between Pennsylvania German – and German. So, you know, when the waves of immigration came from Germany, Austria, Switzerland, you know, in the, the 17 and 1800s, it really depended on where they settled. So you had like the, the Amish and the Mennonite, also just the German speaking people from all these various countries settling here in South Central and Eastern Pennsylvania. And then you had others who came and immediately headed west toward Western Pennsylvania, Ohio. So the Pennsylvania German culture is a, a blending of the German-speaking immigrants who stayed here in South Central and Southeastern Pennsylvania and blended with the Irish and the English in this area. So it's a totally unique culture that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And powwow came out of that. So, so practicing you, like it, this was happening in Europe and stuff before they came over. So oh yeah, situation of this of this practice. Oh for sure, because you have, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but in in Europe from probably about the 1400s onward, you know, all of this stems from Catholicism, all of it. You know, the 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 medieval monks were doing charms against witchery. Everything was witchcraft back in the day. And so this kind of caught on to the mainstream in some way, and people started writing these grimoires, these grimoires of magic to defeat witchery and brought in all this astrological information, which at the time was all, you know, held by the church. The church knew this information before the common people. And so these grimoires were out, and then you had people practicing it, regular people practicing it, and they were known as the cunning folk, the cunning men and women of England and Europe. And so these grimoires traveled and they were translated into German, you know, wherever they went. And when those German speaking immigrants came here, they brought those grimoires with them. And then you had John George Homan, a Catholic who was an immigrant to Pennsylvania. He put together his favorite charms out of these grimoires and republished it in Pennsylvania here as the long lost friend. And there was the birth of the powwow tradition. So basically we are the American version of the cunning folk, the European cunning folk. So that is that is actually so cool. So now is the movement growing? Or are you finding more people coming in and having interest in it and learning about it? Slowly. It's actually in Pennsylvania, they say, you know, in the late eighteen hundreds, the early nineteen hundred, there was a powwow on every corner. Well then, you know, after the Nelson Raymeyer incident and the whole country, the eyes were on us and all of a sudden it, people thought we were fools for still believing in things like witchcraft and such. And so it kinda all went underground. And now the older folks, the people who are still alive that were 
practicing it or had it in their families, they kind of keep quiet about it now. And so there's been this sort of resurgence in the past 20 years. And I will say that, you know, I'm kind of a big part of that because it was kind of picked up by the neo-pagan community in the 90s. And they were saying, ah, it was never Christian. It was always Christians just changed the names of gods and goddesses and all the terms to Jesus. Well, that's not true. So I came out publicly and started speaking out against this. And since then, more and more people have kind of come out in support of it and with an interest in it, like, wow, this is, you know, I am a Christian, but I feel called to do this kind of thing. And so it's interesting. I actually uh, have a secret Facebook page with some people who are sympathetic to the cause, you might say. And uh, we bat around ideas and discuss various, you know, powwow charms and our own experiences with powwow. It's a small group, but, you know, for some, some of the people, they can't be public with it. So we have to kind of be secret right now. But, you know, if, if you think about, if we go back in time and history, I mean, even from, like like you're saying, Catholicism, and heck, if we head back into Old Testament days, and I mean, you were still, faith had a lot to do with actions and had a lot to do with how, how you uh, moved in your community and what you did for your community. So I could easily see how, I mean, today, the New Testament, you know, an easy believism and it kind of makes it a little bit challenging for people to understand the way it used to have to be and, and how you how you helped people. Right. So I think that's I think that's kind of interesting that and I could easily see what you're saying. The neo pagans pick it up because it's got symbology in it and it's like, hey, we can tie it to this or tie it to that and try to run away with it. We right. were driving home last week from, from Muncie. Yeah, we're up around Muncie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're coming home the back way. We actually went over towards the Poconos and we we're coming down. I cannot remember the road we we're on. But there was a big sign that said hextours.org. And it was basically a website where you would download maps to go around and find all the barns that had assorted hex signs on it. So when you put the hex sign on your barn or when you put the hex sign up, I mean, is, is there like, I'm sure there is, but people are displaying all just positive charms, right? Nobody's putting up like, Hey, we wish you bad luck kind of stuff. No, actually, the hex signs were just art. And it wasn't until, I can't remember, maybe the 1920s or something, a journalist was writing an article about the art of the Pennsylvania Germans. It was just art. It was just barn art. It was just a way to decorate. And it was just hearts and stars and flowers. And some journalist thought there might be something secretive or spooky about it. And that person referred to them as hex signs, meaning witch signs. And from that, a tourist industry was born. So the people actually started making them with meanings to sell them to tourists. And now we have them as they are. You know, now, of course, they mean prosperity and love and health and, you know, happy marriage and all this. But they did not initially. So it wasn't until somebody said, oh, I bet they mean something witchy. And everybody thought, wow, we can make money off of this and we're going to do that. And here you go. Now, personally, I like that. I like the meanings. I think it's... It's kind of cute. It's cultural. It's folksy. You know, it's it's been in practice for like a hundred years, so it's you know it's kind of valid at this point. But originally, that was not their their meaning. They they had no meaning other than decorative barn art. Well, at least it, I mean, it might be some uh, publicity towards the positive side of this. So I was actually on your website. Uh, I don't know if you want to share with everybody what your website is, just in case anybody has additional questions and wants to look up stuff for themselves. The address of it, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, uh, 
pagermanpowwow.com. So you had mentioned on there, I think, that you had a picture of John Blymeyer on your wall. Is that accurate? I have a drawing done by his, yeah, yeah by his living descendant now. We actually talked about the sympathy that needed to be felt for John Blymeyer based on his situation and how he felt about the situation. And uh, I guess my only question with that is, do you think that he was hexed? No, I think he was mentally ill. I think in this day and age, we'd probably say he was on the spectrum somewhere. I I get a lot of questions about where the name Pow Wow came from. Mm -hmm. And People will also come to you asking if it's Native American related. Correct. And um, I was just wondering if you could give us some insight into the name of Pow Wow. Sure. Sure. Well, the whole tradition, there's not a single ounce of Native American anything in it. It has nothing to do with Native American. In fact, it was Europeans who named the tradition Pow Wow. I guess they thought there were similarities between what they found in the long lost friend versus what they saw native American people actually doing, you know, and they didn't have any context. So it was just, it was, they saw native Americans doing something strange. They saw this book and it was strange. And so it was a, a, an English publishing company that reprinted the long lost friend and named it powwows or the long lost friend. And it just stuck. And that became the name of the tradition. The practitioners became known as a powwow and that was probably in the mid, the mid eighteen hundreds. So when when the book was first published, it was actually it was like the long hidden friend, and then it was long lost friend, and then several publications later, the you know this English publishing company named it Powwows, and that, that that's where the word came from because they thought there was a similarity when in fact there is not. So, are there any consequences for putting hexes on others? Well, I would think so. It's kind of like the you know, really, to understand it, it's when you're when you're working something within powwow, you're saying, I will try for you. But really, the ultimate power is God. It's up to God. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing some kind of charm or whatever. It's I'm just saying the words. And in my mind, I'm thinking, God, let this happen for this person. But it's not up to me. So if I were to intentionally do something negative, obviously, God is not going to work through me to do that. So then what am I, what will, you know, and does that mean I open myself up all the devil, you know? So it really depends on what you believe. Like, oh, God's certainly not going to give blessing to that, but there might be something out there that would. So the consequences, who knows, there could be afterworld consequences. There could be, you know, that sort of instant karma. You know, I do something horrible to this person. And all of a sudden I find that things are going bad in my own life, you know? Um, I guess it really depends what you believe, but for me personally, I would not do such things just because I, you know, I have a son and a spouse and dogs and like a home and a career and I don't want anything to jeopardize that. So now have I learned over the years how to do some nefarious things? Yes. So it's certainly there. And if I ever become dark Phoenix, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who knows what will happen. Which but let's, which let's, let's be clear. That's absolutely a very cool name. Yeah. It's that's definitely, that's, that's a marvelous character. I got right married now. to somebody with the last name Phoenix. <laughs> so prior to that, it was Chapman. 
just, you know, Chapman, just a boring old Chapman. So when I got married, of course, I changed my name because Phoenix is better. So yeah, Phoenix, is, like, <laughs> Phoenix is cool. Yeah, I don't think it's made up, but it's really not. I didn't, you know, that's my married name. So now you got a whole Marvel character going there, Dark Phoenix. I can see a whole storyline. That's good. That could tie uh, in Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, someday, someday I just kind of want to turn evil just so I can call myself Dark Phoenix just for a day, you know? <laughs> and then the next day I'll be like repentant Phoenix. You know? <laughs> well, you know, heck, I mean, then you become White Phoenix. White Phoenix, you yeah. Through it and you're now you're yeah. White Phoenix. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I know. That would be kind of bad. So, you know, you were just uh, mentioning, so as you do the charms, you know, and, and, and you begin driving all this positive energy because it, it's it's all about prayer and positive energy right so i mean that's why churches have prayer warriors right and you have and, and you have prayer sessions would you would you equate it to that with a little bit of i guess uh turbo to it i mean when, when you're when you're doing that is it more than just the prayer is there is there a procedure a process that takes and moves it from just a prayer warrior into something that has possibly more emphasis well it's tricky to describe because again i mean powwow you know you kind of have to think back to its origins when people didn't think about positive energy they didn't think about directing your will they didn't think about empowering things you know they thought god is going to take care of this you know, that was the world view at the time was, you know, if, if I read this and do this motion, God is going to take care of the rest of it. And so the one thing that you learn in power is you don't, don't put anything into it. You know, like Nina Simone says, don't put nothing in it. You just, you, you work the charm, you do the motions, you say the words and you leave it up to God. You don't force anything of your own into it. You don't try and like direct energy. You don't try and force will into it. Um, you know, in your mind, you're praying that it works for the person, but you know, I'm not standing there soaked in sweat, dripping in sweat, like speaking in tongues. Right, right. Cause you just, it's, that's not what it's about. It's about, you know, this person, you know, has this fever. So I'm going to do this fever charm. And a lot of times it's just making something for that person to give to them, you know, and we, we do that within the, the boundaries of the tradition. Like traditionally, this is what people had done. And so we're going to do that. And it's up to God to affect the changes, you know, and it's very simplistic. <clears throat> um, it does not require us to meditate every day and achieve our higher selves or whatever. Um, you know, it's just because there's nothing like that put into it. So that's where it differs, I think, from a lot of other modern magical traditions. You know, it's, it doesn't require you to seek enlightenment. You know, you don't really even need to be a very good Christian. It's just, you just have to see the world. Like, that's the worldview. You know, there, God exists. Jesus is the Son of God. and God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And you understand that those things, that's the reality. And you just, you know, you just go with that. And You, you hand off control. You, you let correct. I've, I, I've attempted a few times. Uh, meditation and it just ends up resulting in a nap and so i i'm so thankful <laughs> that you know that, that you can hand it off because i i would be no good yeah no so, i was never any good at that with all that yeah, so yeah, i just couldn't uh, that wouldn't be my thing now have you had some 
or would you be able to share like some stories or stuff from your past or some events from your past where this is has I don't know if that if that's fair to ask that if it's right to ask it if you talk about that I, I, if not that's okay I'm not sure if, I'm not sure what you're asking like have could you tell us a story about where you've you know had success and you've helped somebody or or is that just not a good thing to ask oh no I mean there have there's been a mixture um I'll start off by telling you where something did not work and you know a lady came to me. She contacted me through the internet and then came to my home and she was getting this mysterious sort of redness. It wasn't really even a rash. It was just a sort of redness on her arm, her forearm. And she went to a doctor, you know, they didn't know what it was, et cetera, and so forth. So she asked me to do some power, which I did. And she came back three times and I did the powwow and it didn't change anything. So she then (laughs) went wherever she could and, said that I was this fraud and that, you know, and I didn't take anything from her. There was nothing. I certainly, I would never charge anybody. I didn't ask for anything in return. She didn't gift me with anything. All I gave to her was my time in doing this with the explanation that, you know, I hope it works for you. Right. And it did not. So, you know, that was just one situation. And, you know, I don't feel badly about that because I, I, you know, I don't make promises. You know, it's not me. If I were to put my ego into it, like they say, the the thought is that I would lose that ability then. Right. So um, most of my successes has been in actually making talismans for people. That's one of my, my favorite things to do, talismans and herbal remedies, um, salves and such. So those are the things I had the most success with. Um, the oils and salves, you know, I always get good good commentary about that so that that's good because it inspires me to keep going with that um talismans are different talismans aren't really so much dependent on god or my personal energy if there's anything you know it's all astrological they're made during astrological timing so all the power with talismans is astrological right Um, so anyway, I don't know. Has, I don't know if that, that has to be so difficult. I mean, you've been doing it for years and years, but so so a young person enters it and let you know they they start out. And I think she has some questions for you about how they learn. Okay. But one of the things that's got to be challenging because we're humans, right? Right, is keeping your will out of the way. Oftentimes, we so often our will gets in his way that it can't get done. We're we're our own roadblock. That has to be so difficult at times when you're young and just learning, not for yourself. Right. But when you're young and just learning to not want to, you know, people say God is my co-pilot. I'm like, hey, he's in the wrong seat. <laughs> he's a better yeah. pilot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got to be tough for these. And how do you how do you teach them? I guess it's just time to keep their will out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I honestly don't have a lot of experience teaching powwow. Um Certainly, I've written about it and put it out there on my website and talked about it. I used to make these little sort of instructional videos. The last one I made, though, was maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I don't even remember. But, you know, for me, you're right, though. In the beginning, I was trying to put my own thing into it. And if it didn't work or if I saw the person felt skeptical, I felt like this big failure. And uh, 
I guess it just kind of comes with age, you know, you know, once you hit 40, you kind of go, don't give an F what people think or say or do. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, she tells me I'm that way all the time now. <laughs> yeah. So the kind of, you know, powwow is the same thing. That's why powwow really, really is better as you get older because you don't at this, you know, at least at my age, I just don't, I just don't put it in anymore. I don't get that attachment. I wanted to work for the person, but I'm completely separated from them. And yeah. I'm confident now more so in telling people, you know, this is, I'm just doing what I do, but it's up to God, you know, and it's between you and God at this point. So I don't know. I think it just comes with age. I think it just comes with age experience, you know, wisdom, I guess, if we get that in a, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question, but it's. It did. It did. You know, because I'm sitting here, as I'm thinking about what you're doing, you know, I'm going, I'm thinking about in, into, you know, my past with, like I said, 35 years on the planet. Those first 15, right. I don't count, right? Just a baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a baby. <laughs> uh, think about it, it being people are naturally prideful, people are naturally uh, want credit for stuff. To be able to to do that, because it sounds like for this art to really work, for this for this to happen, you, you got to stay out of his way, and you've got to make it so that you know there's there's a pathway, and right. if you're in the way, it, it can't get there. That's so right. Just kind of you talk about that. I was just thinking about it, thinking, man, that's that is going to be the toughest part of this process, is to keep to keep yourself out of it. Well, and somebody once asked me. This was another person trying to teach me this. It was not a powwow teacher, but they were trying to teach me kind of a little bit of what they did. And the, the only thing I took away from it is when he said, just keep in mind what's inspiring you to act. If it's not God inspiring action, what or who is it? And that really affected, it made me think. I thought, oh, you could apply that to every choice you make, everything you do. If it's not, yeah. you know, if, if I'm not being inspired by God, then it, then it's ego or the devil, you know, it's not, it's not the right track. To, it's not the right way to go. So I don't know. It's just kind of something to think about. I mean, there's a lot of people, especially now that are not as, you know, are not as much ready to believe that God and the devil, and I get that totally get it. Um, but yeah, at least in power, you have to be able to differentiate, you know, am I, am I letting God work through me or is it something else? And if it's something else, that's probably not, that's not right. That's not power, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you kind of were alluding closely to one of the things that seems to be a trend now is there's more people that believe in the absolute negative side than that believe in the positive side. I mean, mm -hmm. there's more people that, that uh, I guess you could say hold up or or uh, uh, pine after the the negative energy, and then they stay away from God. They stay away from the positiveness. Right. And it, you can't have one without the other. It's no. just, That's You're right. There's always opposing forces. So that's that's right. They say if and even. You know, even historically, there have been powwowers that have worked nefarious magic for people. You know, and the thought is, if we can, if we can do good, then we are, we're capable of evil too. And 
you know, so you would have uh, somebody calling on God during the day and by night working with the devil. I mean, that's, that's in our history. It's just the way it was. And I guess greed can affect anyone. Well, I was going to say, there you have it there, because at that time, or even I'm sure today still, that there is, uh, there's powwows and such that there's a monetary gain to it. And so, you know, greed is, greed is a bad thing. You're right. You're right. And I, I, you know, I don't make any money off being a powwow. Every copy of my book, I've probably given away. I mean, I don't, you know, you don't, you don't make money off writing a book and Certainly, I don't make any money selling any. There's nothing to sell. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm. I guess I'm superstitious about that. If I start accepting something in return, I feel like I would lose it because that's yeah. not how you bring God into the world. You know, then I'm. You know, then I'm doing no. it for profit, not for God. I, and, I fully appreciate that. You know, and I think it's awesome that that you're coming on to share this with us and talk with us too. I, I, I doubt with that. Yeah, if you good. uh if you're uh if you're chasing it for the wrong reasons, you're going to get the wrong results. It's just you're right. that easy. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to say it. Good way to say it. Um, I think you had some more questions, babe. So if somebody comes to you for your help and they're already skeptical, does it make it less likely that whatever you're doing is going to work for them? I believe so. I believe we can be skeptic to the point of setting up a barrier against something. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of like if you're, you're trying to cheer somebody up, but they don't want to be cheered up mm-hmm. you know? and you're like, ah, oh, come on, be happy in this. And here I brought you a balloon and I'm putting your favorite music on this and they want to be miserable. They're going to stay miserable. You know, that you can block things subconsciously, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if, you know, I have to let people know, like if they come to me, it's the understanding that I am a Christian. And I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's up to God to affect the changes. Well, if they're thinking, uh, there's no God, that's stupid. <laughs> well, you know, they're kind of blocking. They're setting up a barrier, you know? Yeah. Um, that's my belief anyway. It's, you know, I, I'd say it's kind of my experience because I've done it to myself many times. So, you know, I do believe that belief is important and you know and you see in 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 powwow a lot of times you need the baptismal name of the person for some of the you know for the charms to work for whatever reason you know it's been determined that you need to speak the baptismal name so if i were to ask somebody what is your baptismal name and they have one that tells me at least there was some belief there at some time you know or at least in the family (laughs) and that helps so how often do people come to you and ask you to to change the way you're wording things or saying things to fit into what they believe. It used to happen a lot. It used to happen a lot, but I have worked very hard this past 15 years or so to get rid of the idea that non-Christians can tap into powwow. Cause that was a belief at one time that, Oh, you could just, it doesn't, you could just, instead of saying Jesus, you could say Zeus whatever the hell and it's all the same and so they would come to me like yeah um instead of saying jesus can you say goddess you know no instead of saying father son holy ghost can you say maiden mother and crone no i don't i don't believe in that i don't switch you know and so i started putting stuff out there and 
you know, you, it, you, it's surprising how many enemies you make when you put the truth out there. But mm-hmm. it's also surprising how many minds you change and how many people who appreciate that there's like truth put, being put out there. So, yes, it was a lot at one time. People did ask me to do this and that. And I was always very adamant. No, I don't switch beliefs. I can't just change what I believe. I'm not, you know, and that's not even cultural. That's, I would not be true to the culture or the history. You know, my ancestors from Austria on my father's side, they came to the United States because they were German reformed. That's what they believed. But if you weren't Catholic, you were persecuted. Life was hell for you. So they got on a boat and came here so they could have religious freedom. Why would I betray that? By saying, eh, they were probably really secretly Wicca. You know? No, they weren't. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> so anyway, I get it's a sore subject with me because it pisses me off. I mean, these people make me angry. And, <laughs> you know, I go, go all dark Phoenix on them. But <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot more at one time. And people have kind of calmed away or they've learned, you know. Like, don't do that with this guy because he doesn't like it. So there you go. Sorry, make a long story even longer. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think anybody would like that. Obviously, you believe in something, and what you do works because of your belief in that something. Right. And people are coming in like, "Hey, I want you to change whatever you believe in because it's not what I believe in." It's really disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's like going into your church and saying to your pastor. Hey, listen, can you switch this up a little bit? I think you should come around. I mean, just, yeah. hey. Let's get a little goddess energy going up in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we talk a little bit more about Poseidon maybe in the next message? Or... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so how often do people contact you? Like, because we honestly, before that story, we'd never even heard of any such thing. No. Yeah, And so, like, I think it was surprising to us that people do know about it and, like, people do seek out that guidance and that help. And, like, like how how often does that actually happen? I would say because I'm constantly working on something for somebody. I always have some kind of project that I'm working on for somebody else. I would say, on average, two times a week. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now, That's very cool. But I have gotten, you know, I've gotten a little more jaded over the years. So there are people that I say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But, and I've also met so many different people that I think, okay, this person's coming to me and they, you know, I believe I have a curse on me and these horrible things are happening and I live in this ancestral farm. And like, that's very interesting to me. And then they end it with, you know, goddess bless, Mary part. You know, be and I think, okay, I'm gonna refer you to somebody else. And that's what I do. I know enough people now that I can send an email to that person and say, Look, this person contacted me. Can you reach out to them and help them? Because I'm not the right choice. Cause I'm just not gonna go there anymore. You know, I don't right. have, yeah. I don't have time. And you know, it's not that I'm like busy powwowing every single day of my life. It's just that I you know, <laughs> it's such a small part of my life. <clears throat> You know, it's not about that. It's what it's also you've over your time learned where you're you're most effective. That's right, and, and, and it falls underneath. Really, I mean, like you said earlier about the, I don't give a f. Um, she says all the time right now. She's like, "Man, your field of f's is barren." I'm like, "Yep," because I don't have any to give. 
Right. He, he just reached that point where you're like, I don't care. Right. And so and that's it, it really it, it's and you're neutral in it. It's like you really legitimately don't care. Right, because there are instances like that, and there are also a lot of instances. I think you know, I feel really bad for this person, but I have no ability to help them. Right, coming to me is not going to help them, and you know, my ego does not get in the way. I my feelings will not be hurt. I actually know people better suited to take care of this, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, but you know, I like. I do like making talismans for people. I do like uh, making herbal remedies and such for people. I enjoy that. Um, but, you know, I used to be the yes man all the time and then I would just get overwhelmed and then I'd have anxiety and all this, you know, and I wouldn't right. accomplish anything because I'd taken on too much. So now I'm, I'm very, very discerning with who I actually help. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, you know, having people... It's it's not cool to have people come to you to change who you are, and I, I totally agree with that. Right, totally agree. Right. What else do you have on your list there, dear? Um. So, you were mentioning that you're part of a Facebook group that's secret and stuff. Nope, he never said that. The first rule of Fight Club: right. is we don't talk about the club. <laughs> but hypothetically, if I had said that. Well, your question. <laughs> well, remember, this is being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that it got recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, how, how big is, like, I mean, you said that you refer people to other people who can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, that must mean that the community itself is, even though it's kind of underground, is still prevalent i can tell you i can count the number of practicing powwows on one hand and still have several fingers left well outstanding wow talk about fight club yeah so in other words i know one powwow (laughs) besides myself (laughs) Um, (laughs) now that being said the group on facebook these are all people that have reached out with the the intention of learning about power. They really like it and they want to learn more. And so we discuss it and they've incorporated little practices into their lives and such. Um, but they are not yet ready to have me, you know, refer people to them because they're all in their own various points in lives and they're just not there yet, which is good. I mean, they're all, they're all wonderful guys. It's all men and they're all very smart and very successful in their own way, but they're just not ready to put themselves out there as a powwow yet. Are powwows always men, or are there women powwows? Ah, uh, there's powwows? there's women. It just it seems like there are more men. Um, the one of the people that I learned from, but was woman. Uh, she was an older woman in Reading, Pennsylvania, and she taught me two charms. That's it. She was not interested in having a discussion with me about powwow. She like br- brought me into her home. She spoke a charm to me and she never asked me to repeat it to her. She didn't care if I learned it or not. She taught me the charm and that was it. And then she handed me another charm on a piece of paper and pretty much kicked me out of her house. And so that was my education. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds like some of the military schools I was in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, remember this. Get out. Um, Get out. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the spoken charm that she taught me, I've used. The written charm, uh, 
I, you know, I, I'm not going to reveal it because I'm superstitious about it. Now she died two years ago. Oh. She was exactly a hundred. Um, wow. I never spoke to her again after that. And I, you know, I could tell she was not interested in having any kind of relationship with me, but she agreed to teach me two things. And that was it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how powwow, that's powwow. I mean, that's how it's learned. It's taught down. And all this other stuff I've learned from other people or learned on my own. So you hear people say, well, you have to learn powwow. A man has to learn from a woman or vice versa. But most of those stories, you know, they, they learned one or two things. And so back in the day, only be able to get rid of fevers or only be able to get rid of warts, you know, or maybe be able to cure all kinds of things. But in this day and age, now we have so much more information to work with. And so I've studied talismans and astrology and all of this other stuff on my own and learned it and I've incorporated it into it. So the, the, the power that I learned from other powwow practitioners is very, very small, you know, very insignificant part of my practice. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Well, I don't even remember what the question was. But no, that was oh, feet women. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, you're, you the uh, perception that it's largely a male tradition is one that I share as well. It's been my experience and my perception that it is largely men, for whatever oh, reason. That's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, I mean, is your, is your son like into it? Is he, is he cool with it? Is your family cool with it? I mean, are they, oh yeah. Are they into it too? Learning it? Oh yeah. My, I, you know, I always say I kind of get my weirdness from my mother. Um, growing up, my mother had psychic dreams all the time and such. So as a kid, I was open to the idea of folk magic. Um, Plus, in my family, on my mother's side, now, my mother's side is Irish, Irish and English. They're not Pennsylvania German at all. And uh, we have an ancestor who, Alexander Campbell, he put his handprint in the wall in Jim Thorpe. He was hanged for murder. And he put his handprint on the wall and he said, if, if you know, I'm innocent, my handprint's going to stay here forever. And it's still there. It's in Jim Thorpe. Uh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, that's on my mother's side of the family. Wow. So there's like strangeness and interesting things in my family for a long time on both sides. But I really kind of embrace the religion and the culture of my father's side of the family, which was Pennsylvania German. Um, even though they're from Austria, I don't have any relatives from Germany. So I have, there's never been any objections. I mean, my you know, my family's used to me, like I said, ever since I was a teenager, I was embracing these things and studying and practicing these things and you know i've written several books over the years for various subjects and i've been interviewed and you know in all all parts of groups and you know learned from different people and then was in that movie um so they're all used to it and they all they all accept it i mean everybody at work knows you know what what goes on with me but so I've never kept anything secret. I've always just kind of put myself out there and this is who I am. And, you know, if you happen to see me, you know, online, you're, you're going to see some weirdness. So just, you know, deal with it. But yeah, I, I, I think we're pretty cool with weirdness. This, uh... Yeah. 
we're kind of we're kind of i say all the time i said it's just our weirds fit together so yeah that's nice but yeah my son is yes you prefer hex doctor or powwow doctor i mean is there a difference Uh, i kind of like both i like uh i think a hex doc would be a good uh good title for me just because most of the work that i do is anti-witchery stuff um most of the people that come to me ask me to see have they been cursed and can I do anything to prevent them from being cursed? And back in the day, I was super skeptical of these people, but there are so many, like I said earlier, so many people that are practicing witchcraft and you know, they're not, they don't all have your, your best intentions in mind. So it's, you know, somebody says, well, I believe I've been cursed. You might have. Maybe you were. How do you tell? How do you, how do you tell? Well, there's really no way to tell. There are ways, you know, there are things you can do for people to kind of put their mind at ease to see like, ah, oh, have you been cursed? Have you not been cursed? But no matter what, no matter what, like, no, I can do a reading for somebody. The only kind of card readings I do are to see if somebody has been cursed. So there are things to look for in a reading. Um, there are things you can do by taking someone's measure and you burn the cord. And by the way, it burns, you know, is there something on the person or not? So there are some ways that you can tell there's a way of like rubbing an egg on the person, you break the egg open. And if there's blood in the egg or if it's a double yolk, you know, there are little like folk charms that you can do, but I'm going to say I don't rely too much on that. I just let the person know, like, uh, you know, there might be some kind of influence around you. It's really hard to tell. I'm going to do the work anyway. And so if there has been a curse on them, it will take care of it. But if there's not, it will, it will make them feel better. Do you know what I mean? There's no harm. It's, it's not like a, a curse appears because there was where there was none. Right. Yeah. So it's no harm either way. And if nothing else, it will, it will make the person sleep better at night i mean but you know there's i don't take it upon myself to counsel people because i'm not a therapist you know i don't i don't get into saying well you know did you bring it on yourself did you do this or that i don't get into all that i just all right this is what you brought to me here's what i'm gonna do you know i'll get back to you in you know 24 days or whatever when i make this talisman you do this and then go on your way you know i just keep it very kind of informal and simple like this is what you came to me for this is what i'm going to do for you you know good luck so just uh for safety's sake um let's pretend that my wife does not believe her curse is her husband so we're all good okay I, I don't, we don't want to remove that <laughs> so if she calls you up and says i have a curse and he's snoring beside me just ignore it <laughs> <laughs> maybe help her with the snoring we'll get her some earplugs if you feel (laughs) compelled all of a sudden to see a doctor about your snoring and you find a little (laughs) charm or something under your wife's pillow i mean (laughs) it's god that's god you call him (laughs) 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 i think i think what you do is absolutely awesome i think it's it's what i think is most cool about it is um 
that you're you're very open with it. It's not this is not a hidden thing that you're doing. This is you're saying, hey, listen, I'm Rob Phoenix, and don't make me be Dark Phoenix. Right. <laughs> and 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 I got this. And I think if if more people had that kind of confidence and in, in their faith, it would just make man it make things so much easier and so much better. Yeah. It might it might, it might slide you out of a job a little bit, but. Huh? You've got all the other stuff going on. You know? Yeah. I mean, and the more people that are out there helping other people, though, that, that can't be a bad thing. So I, I wish more people would embrace their culture because I also believe, and this is kind of a controversial subject, that we work best within the cultures that we come from. Yeah. Let's leave the other cultures alone. Let's leave all that other stuff alone. Let's go with what's part of our family and our bloodline and carry on traditions that our ancestors may have, you know, been a part of. Like, I just think that's where, uh, you know, our spirituality lies and our religion and our, our faith in God and how we can help other people. So that's where I stand with powwow. And it is very important to me. It's not just, you know, a passing fancy or whatever. This is my life. And, you know, it's, it's how I celebrate my belief in God. It's how I bring God into the world. I don't go to church. This is what I do to celebrate right. my faith. Well, you know, and it's really kind of contrary, a horrible statement. I'm sure we'll have listeners that don't agree with this, but mm -hmm. it says where two or three are gathered in my name, there shall I be. It doesn't yeah. ever really say that you have to be in a building. The body of believers is the people, you know, and so when you're surrounding yourself with like believers, then that's the church. It's it's not the physical structure. It's the body of believers. And I think that makes, that makes a, unfortunately, uh, makes it difficult for some people because they, they seek out the building and, you know, man looks on the outward kind of thing. Yes. And this, uh, this is so cool that you're like, no, this is, Hey man, I'm KJV or I'm whatever. And I'm, I'm down with this. I'm down with the word. And, but I'm telling you that my church is my family and that's not a bad thing. Right. I agree. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I, I like that. That's cool. I, I don't have a whole bunch more questions for you, and we're running up on our timeline. I want to ask you if you had any questions for us or any thoughts or comments or anything you wanted to share with us. I don't. I mean, you guys know I'm your number one fan ever since I heard your first show. So <laughs> I appreciate that. I think I love the banter between the two of you, and I'm really, really uh, grateful that you had me on the show. I wanted to be on the show ever since I heard you guys first time. I think, oh, let me on. Bring me on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that, and I have a lot. I have a lot more people out there that you may be interested in interviewing. I'll send them your way. Um, yeah, we would like that. I mean, I, I. So for us, you know, it's the podcast is something that that she's always wanted to do, and it's something she's interested in. Mm -hmm. She legit is the backbone of it. She does all the work. I'm simply the knuckleheaded to ask questions because. I don't pay attention most times. Yeah, you're the and devil's so, advocate, and just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the dark phoenix in this side. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And then uh so it it we enjoy it, but what we enjoy most of all is having a chance to talk to some of the people that we're we're studying and learning. I mean, yeah. and you being this close, that's that's super cool. Yeah. It's I didn't realize you guys were this close. And uh you know, I'll, I'll I'll hook you guys up because I, you know, I'm friends with people who write folklore all about Pennsylvania. And so you'll get a lot of stories from them. Um, if you ever read any Thomas White's books. No, but we'll definitely be looking up. Yeah. She, I mean, 
we're it's it's a it's a cool thing for us it's i don't it's there's no money in it i mean no. it, it's not it's not about the money it's about we she jokes and she says uh married couples who podcast together stay together right and so this is this is a shared thing that we get to do and share with our listeners it's been growing we're up to what do we have now Almost one sixty. Oh wow! Sixty listeners, yeah. Nice, so nice. That's that's pretty crazy. Well, hopefully I think we probably we, we may have peaked out. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, hopefully we put that chopping piece this mess together tonight into something. <laughs> so. I think this piece will take us to at least three hundred and sixty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think she's uh, planning on after her editing and stuff like that. This will be a, a session that we use um, on one of our fifth Tuesdays or so. I, I'm not yeah, sure it's probably going to be um, a weekend one. So I think that we're going to we're going to start doing interviews like once a month and putting them out there um, on a weekend. Um, and yeah, and I I just want to say that I'm very grateful that this journey has led us to cross paths with you and other people that we plan on having on the show. And I'm thankful that you were so open to answering our questions and stuff, because I know that a lot of people who listened to the first episode were very interested when it was over. It's actually still our leading episode for listens. I think it's great. I think it's still ahead by two. So, so you're winning. So then we will put this one on. We'll see how it races up against the others. Yeah, it's all about yeah, ratings, because... right? <laughs> <laughs> the polling and the ratings, right? <laughs> polling and the ratings. <laughs> if we've learned nothing else from our current government, it's all about the ratings and the polling. <laughs> it is. It is an election year. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, help us all. But oh, yeah, so I mean, as as, an, as since you're an accountant, you know, and, and I uh, actually run a company. Uh, looking at everything's going to be happening for this year and doing our forecasts and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. I hate election years. I hate them. Mm. Mm. They're just, they're, they're just so much work. But, well, buddy, I really appreciate talking to you. You're, you sound like a lot of fun. I think we might have to take this to the next level sometime and have uh, vodka spritzers and hang out. Oh my god, yes. Anytime, you guys. I would love to meet you guys. It was a lot of fun. I think you guys are really cool and uh sure, we don't live that far from each other. So All right, man. You have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks a lot, you guys. Happy Christmas and yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, sounds Thank good. Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.